Hiya folks, this is Film Query, the queer experience of the media you love. I'm Indy and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Chloe and my pronouns are she, her. And this week we are covering Tangerine, which was released in 2015. And uh, the reason we actually covered this was because it made Rotten Tomatoes' um, number one spot for their, like, top, like, 50 or something uh, modern Christmas classics but like this hit the number one spot and people were like oh what, what is this film I've never heard of it before but it's actually very good it is pretty good I was I was quite impressed with it um, it's a Christmas film because it takes place on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Eve um, a transgender um, sex worker finds out that her boyfriend slash pimp cheated on her while she was in jail and then she sets out to find him and his new lover to kind of teach them teach a lesson. Them a, teach them a lesson, yeah. It's pro- yeah. Um, it does go very, not necessarily off the rails, but it's not, the plot I wouldn't say is linear. It's not like we go from, she finds out, then she does this to do this. It's very much kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, don't want to say all over the show in a bad way, but you know, I like, a lot yeah. of stuff just happens and it all happens <laughs> to be connected kind of thing and makes sense but like I wouldn't say it's a linear plot um at all times mm-hmm. so I'd only recently found out that this this entire movie was filmed on three iPhone 5s's and as someone who had an iPhone 5s until like last year that's just insane <laughs> like I've that's hard I've never had an iPhone so I don't know like, but I'm still pretty impressed that for something that was made on an iPhone, it looked so like you know, not to big up Apple, but like they use them very well. Um, yeah, because like the phones, um, I've got an iPhone 11 now because I was like pure saving up. But like it was like I'm not one of those people who gets like a new phone every you know mm-hmm. two weeks. It's kind of like I'd had the iPhone uh 5s from when I was like god 13 so that's a good solid seven seven years with a phone but i had to change phones because the battery life went to shit so Uh, yes um, that's not even a phone anymore that's a childhood friend (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it was beyond that uh but yeah it's filmed on those free iphone 5s and i thought it was quite an interesting i thought it um it really fits the vibe of the film of that like because I don't want to say it feels like a documentary because it's not and it doesn't but it feels a little less sophisticated yeah and I think that's the kind of vibe that they're giving off um because it's very erratic and like the iPhones um sometimes they're on like tripods and sometimes they are handheld Mm -hmm. um and during the more crazy scenes, like where Cindy is like dragging what's her name, Dinah, oh, yeah, through, Dinah. Uh-huh. through like um the town, um you know it's all very like you know she's there she's literally pulling her by the hair and like the the wee shaky iPhones going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> makes you feel like you're being dragged as well, like you you know yeah. really fits the um scene. Um, so as I, I would also like to say 
the music there's like a weird range of music used in the film yeah but it really fits yeah. each bit that like they mm-hmm. use it and I was weirdly impressed that they had such a wide range um yeah it didn't feel like any of them clashed it mm-hmm. feel like they all it's very well fit in music that they used rather than just trying to stick with like you know just like they didn't they didn't stick with just quite you know uh lively music and stuff they also had like random bits of classical music in so like you know they really went all out on the music for the range so but I quite like that aspect of it and I thought the music never felt like it um took away from the moment or it always enhanced it yeah, you definitely can't fit every, every scene that it was placed in. Mm-hmm. The film, um, I know that it stars um, two trans actresses, uh, not two, like trans actresses. And I do know that one of the actresses, the actress who plays Alexandra, she was like a sex worker for five years and has been arrested for sex work a few times. And this was like her big thing that she got yeah. into but before that she pretty much had the life she does in the film that's so, quite good then I thought it was quite interesting to like that must be really weird for you to go from I lived that life and now I'm portraying that life in a film and now because I've done that I don't have the money uh, I have the money that I didn't have before yeah to live a good life do you know what I mean like that must be I just must an be experience in... yeah yeah that's something to talk about in therapy. <laughs> it also probably made the film like more accurate because I was the, there's, they don't um, they don't hold back. Yeah, it's like, not glamorized or anything. No, no, it's, it's very it's very real. I feel. Yeah. There's no it's... like like you say, there's no glamorization or romanticization. Like you know, there's no um, like they're all sex workers, but there's no. Um, man coming along or anyone coming along to save you from Mm -hmm. sex work you just keep doing sex work yeah I think as well like it doesn't glamorize it um it doesn't you know because like it shows that sometimes what um these people are doing are you know like they can get into like dangerous situations Mm -hmm. um but also like the camaraderie that um the kind of sex workers because like they all kind of know each other like even like the kind of ex would you call them extras they only appear in one yeah. yeah yes I'd say yeah it's extras um you know like they all know each other and they all kind of protect their own almost which is quite nice um and I'm sure that's quite similar if you're in that sort of community in real life I think it I think it definitely would be. I also like that they all, like, behind each other's backs are just, like, slagging each other off. And then as soon as they come over, they're like, hi, how are you? You look great, don't you? And then five minutes, like, earlier, she's been, like, you know, yeah. calling her all sorts. Like, I mean, that's was, just high school in general. <laughs> that's just, that is just being, like, that is just being queer, I'll be honest. Yeah. There's people and I'm like, God, I like a panda back, I'm like, they're so stupid, and they come over and I'm like, Oh my god, hi, like, you know. 
long time no see <laughs> seen you in ages oh my god yeah you look great and then as soon as they go oh my god did you see their new hair yeah or it's like <laughs> oh did you know that she's knocking around with like yeah it's such um it is quite a funny film I think and I think my favorite favorite bit and the bit that made me laugh the most is the very beginning where they're sharing the donut um Cindy mm-hmm. and Alexandra and oh like I can't tell you like I can't pinpoint exactly what makes it like so specific to queer humor but it is like it's just the, the straight people will never understand why that's so funny yeah like they just won't get it and like when they when they meet those two gay guys and they just like those gay guys weren't even funny but the way they acted it's like it just makes me cute. I don't know. It's just like it doesn't take itself too seriously, and like none of the like different the characters go through some serious stuff, but like I feel the extras definitely are like they're very funny, and like there's that yeah. um sex worker who asks. We'll get on to him in a minute. The Armenian guy. Um, oh my god, <laughs> the Armenian like, guy who like. He's, she's like I'm not giving you information for free and then he gives her some money and she's like yeah I want a cheeseburger as well and fries and then he gives <laughs> her more money it's like bears you know so yeah you're gonna make that bag Albert you know and he's a weirdo as well I'd take yeah. him for the money he's got he is so throughout the film kind of in, in his own little plot line for a bit it does eventually converge with the main mm-hmm. plot line but uh, there's this Armenian taxi driver who's going around and at first he's just been a taxi driver and then he starts looking for prostitutes and there's nothing wrong with sex workers um he starts looking for sex workers and there's nothing wrong with going looking for sex workers um but he really wants a transgender sex worker Mm -hmm. uh and he gets really angry at this girl (laughs) this poor girl who's like yeah she's she's kind of ticking all the boxes you know for the sex worker um criteria of what we do mm-hmm. before we get into the sex work um and then when he finds out she doesn't that she, that she isn't transgender he like gets really ang- like really angry at her and it's a bit like bro really and then he ends up meeting up with um alexandra and for whatever reason gives her a blowjob in the car wash yeah the, the strangest place as the well one, <laughs> i hated it i had to like just look away i was like that's just so yeah, I didn't know if they get caught so I was like maybe something will happen but then it was just him pretty much giving her um some throat the go- gawk. yeah the, the gawk, gawk, gawk 3000 <laughs> but like uh, uh, yeah it's a, he's a whole thing he has like a really weird plot line he has a really weird fetish for trans women um yeah and it's like I really don't get it. Like I, I don't, I'm like you know, not that I, not the, not that I don't get the attraction to trans women. Obviously, like that, you know, trans mm-hmm. women are the best. Um, but I don't get why he's so obsessed with. Like he's really thinking about it because then he finds out that Cindy's out of jail and he's like, oh, you know, where is she? Where is she? And it's clear this dude only wants to be with these women because they have penises. And it's a bit like. E. yeah it, it, it's just bad it's just like a huge red flag but then like you can tell he's not mm-hmm. into men 
but he's into like do you know what I mean it's just like yeah it's just very odd and it's and very fetishy there is definitely people like that as well but it's mm-hmm. so it's but it's like he's the one I've seen kind of presented the most realistically of all of those types of um men because there's a similar character in Pose the uh tv series but yeah he really freaked me out and then oh yeah and after he gives this blowjob by the way he then goes to his like family's Christmas celebration where um, you find out that he's not only married but he has a child like a, an infant oh. and you're just like oh that poor we'll get we'll get back to this when we discuss the ending but that poor baby Oh. And the poor wife, you're just like, Jesus Christ, get your act together. Do, do you know what confuses me? Is that there is like, there's porn. This is set mm-hmm. like, you know, more, like it's not like a old film where, you know, if you wanted that kind of thing, or back in the past, you have to go out and find it. Just look at some porn. Like it's, you know, you're still fetishizing it, but it, you're not putting your family in that mm. position. Like just go look at some transgender women porn, like, you know. Like, like normal people do with the fetishes you know yeah like why do you have to go out and find them just just because you know they're there it doesn't mean you know doesn't mean you, you know what was it. really weird like see the the way that the Armenian guy treated the sex worker that wasn't trans yeah. like as as soon as he found out that um she had like she, she didn't have like a penis um she, it was like he, th- he threw it at the car you know he, he took the money um and he was like oh you shouldn't be doing this sort of thing you know you yeah. look like a good girl and it's like that's a good point yeah it's like oh so trans women can do this because they're what dirty perverts apparently are, are they not good girls too yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's just... that adds ooh. another layer of ick to it doesn't it now it's like ooh. So, yeah it's just ooh. like Oh. Just a sleaze bag. And the transphobia doesn't stop there. There's also a scene where Alexandra tries oh, there's a basically a failed transaction with this dude mm-hmm. in this car. It's pretty cringe, I will like though it's definitely not fun to watch because his dick can't get hard and it's just like, God, please like Go take a Viagra or, <laughs> or leave. Anything, just stop making me watch it. <laughs> like please. <laughs> so then um they have a bit of a not like a physical it doesn't not a really physical altercation but like you know they're kind of arguing the street and then there's these two police officers in a car um and they're pretty much transphobic from the word go they also like I obviously don't know Alexandra's birth name Mm -hmm. but they use the masculine form of Alexandra even though that's not they basically dead name her in their own way yeah it's just really shitty and it's just like bro why like was that necessary no yeah literally it's like there's no what are you gaining and like they'd like they almost find it funny that this is happening yeah it's like it's like their version of watching like big brother but like they're in their patrol car eating donuts as pigs yeah um yeah and they're just like almost finding it hilarious and then like oh oh, I hate the the woman officer goes over and she's like you know treating it like a big joke basically you can tell she's not taking this seriously um 
And she knows full well that Alexandra's a sex worker, but she doesn't make it, like, easy for her. She, like, mm-hmm. like whereas I'm sure... I know prostitution's legal, but you can get in trouble also for trying to thingy, like, get with a prostitute, I'm sure. But she treats Alexandra like she's the one who's in the wrong because mm-hmm. she's trans, and it's like, you know that nowhere's gonna like there's a reason why trans women do sex work mm-hmm. like and I'm sure this police officer is well aware of why yet she's very she's very transphobic I don't know what I expected from the police to be honest but um yeah yeah the, yeah. the expectations were low and still they disappointed yeah. us it's like yeah pretty much I think as well, like, the only redeeming part of, like, the the officer was, like, how she was, like, right, since it's Christmas, if you just go on your way, you know, I won't have you take, I won't have to take you down to the station, Um, which was, like, the only redeeming part, because you're, like, you don't want to see Alexandra go to jail. In fact, she should get, she should get her money and go. She had to touch floppy penis. She definitely should get money. Yeah. Like, please pay, pay, pay sex workers. <laughs> like, it's his fault. And she was also getting paid a lot less than, like, she agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, she already lowered the price for him. So, but yeah, the that's the only bit where, like, the cop did anything any good. And even then, it was also like. Yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> It also wasn't it, still. Um, Chester's an arsehole. I feel like that has he's to be an, said. He's an arsehole, but my God, did he, the actor do a good job of playing him? Because he yeah. really made me laugh, but I absolutely despised him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's... He's the boyfriend that's the cheater. Yeah, he's... he's uh, it's. It's amazing how... How much he didn't give a shit is amazing because he just did not like really care. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah, he was like, just trying to eat the donut in the donut shop. Pretty much, yeah. His concern was the donut. It was like, how do I don't explain? Like, you kind of almost fall into the mindset Cindy does that he actually does give a shit. And mm-hmm. then when you meet him, it's like, oh, fuck, he doesn't give a shit, does he? He really yeah. doesn't give a shit. And it's like, fuck and it's just sad because you spent the entire film like you know thinking maybe he will give a shit and it'll be different and he doesn't and yeah he plays all the women against each other though yeah and then there's a twist at the end where basically at the beginning uh, of the film it's Alexandra who tells Cindy Cindy that um Chester was cheating while she was in jail and it turns out at the end of the film Chester's like oh who told you this Alexandra told you this well Alexandra was sleeping with me too um and it's like a big twist and it was I was like oh my god no (laughs) no the person with one brain cell (laughs) um I tried and then oh god sorry no it's okay go on I I tried for ages to figure out why she slept with him like it really bugged me because there wasn't like a logical thing for it you know he's a like you know he is a dick 
isn't that attractive, I'd like to point out. Like, so why did she sleep with him? Do you know what I mean? The and only reason I, I can think of at the top of my head was that maybe he was a client, but at the same time... You still... Yeah, it's weird. It's a whole thing. And then it kind of... Because of what happens next... And... Um, it almost doesn't matter why, if you know what I mean. Because although the queer community like definitely is on display in this film, you know, with the extras and stuff and mm-hmm. um, the relationship between Alexandra and Cindy, um, it's almost like, it's like part and parcel, isn't it? And then, like when you're in that, like, in that kind of queer community. Like I think back to when I was in high, not high school, sixth form. And there was, a lot of people were queer. Um, and we all had at some point kissed, you know, someone else that someone had found, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of goes to show that, yeah, that is messed up. But when you're queer, it's different because there's so few. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not because there's so few in such a one space. You have to learn to get over stuff and people stepping on your toes and stuff. Um, and then after this reveal... Um, Cindy tries to go and solicit sex from these random people in the car and instead they call her slurs and throw pee pee at her and then who pees in a cup? I'm sorry but that's just gross because it was like in a cup have you ever met cis men? because they are the type of people to pee in a cup yeah that's gross it's super gross, but cis men do a lot of gross shit. No, I know, but like, is this like, is this like the one thing you really can't? Like, why would you piss in a cup? That's so weird. No, like, because obviously, like the other stuff that goes on, like them throwing the pee at at Cindy and stuff, like that's really fucked up. Um, and like, yeah, throwing slurs, like, but it's just mind-boggling, like. At first, yeah. I was, at first I thought it was just like you know like coke or something like see that the thing is and then when she was like oh my god it's pee um I think I got some in my mouth and you know like she's very upset and I was like it was pee it was in a cup and I thought it was coke <laughs> it was so I, weird it didn't even click to me to be like why would they for pee? like I just think they were just trying to like like, like I said cis men to will pee in cups in cars all the time like I can kind of I can kind of understand right if you're on like a really long road trip and there aren't any toilets nearby and you can't get out the car right like say you're on like Mm -hmm. right although that's you know you shouldn't pee in a cup anyway I feel like I have to say um like but they're in the middle of the city there's toilets around surely there's public toilets or you can just go and like jump into like a shop or a cafe and just you know. Pssst. Or even just go like if you got a penis, just go in an alley. Yeah, as like, as gross as that is. As, yeah, that's still don't still don't really do that, but yeah, there's like a lot of alternatives before we get to pee in a cup, but they peed in the cup. So it's off topic, but okay. have you seen Monster House? <laughs> Yeah, with the, the house that's alive. Yeah. yeah, right. See, when they were peeing in the bottles, I thought that that was the most ludicrous thing I'd ever seen. 
And then I was like, I really like how watched. shocked you are by this. This is like exclusive. <laughs> I just don't understand. Why would you be in a cup? I, I, I can't, like, I don't know. You don't have the answers. I don't have the Sometimes you just got to pee in a cup. Like, sometimes that's that's what it's about. You just got to pee. I think we've found an episode title. (laughs) (laughs) But um, why do people pee in cups? Why do people pee in cups? (laughs) But after the pee is thrown, they Uh go to the laundrette. Laundrette. What's a laundromat? A laundromat is the same as a laundrette, is it not? Where it's like they have the washing machines. Oh, yeah. That's. I think they are, but. I don't. I think it's just the American way of saying laundrette. Like you know how they have like TJ Maxx and we have TK Maxx. They have TJ Maxx. Yeah, it's definitely not over there. That's bizarre. Yeah, they're the same thing. It's just the American. Yeah, um, I think in laundrettes there's what? also like an added service where you can get your clothes ironed or pressed or, you know, whatever. But your laundromat yeah. is American laundrette is UK I think yes yeah I got the Google um yes they go to the laundrette and you know obviously there's just been this massive betrayal and um kind of it's very symbolic that a final scene of um because Cindy's wig is ruined because it's covered in pee and it has to go in the washing machine and that's just good yeah that's good in the washing machine and obviously like the wig is a huge symbol of um I get I don't want to say from from I, I can't say it um, I don't want to say <laughs> femininity because that is like it is but it shouldn't be in my opinion but it's kind of like you know it's all about the passing as a woman the wig yeah like, that's what it kind of like represents and then it's like you know this big symbolic gesture um alexandra gives her wig to um cindy. cindy and it's like it doesn't really matter what's gone on between them they'll still be there for each other yeah they'll still be there for each other because i mean if you want to look at it in a sad way they'll kind of they've kind of got no one else to rely on like trans women have got like in that situation trans women have got the support of the trans women mm-hmm. even if the, yeah the, yeah because who else is going to understand what you're going through and what's happening but I think it kind of relates back to that point earlier of the queer community having to like like you know you'll often be done wrong by other queer people but because the queer community is so important to you know queer people mm-hmm. you have to kind of move on quite swiftly sometimes that's just yeah. my experience anyway because it's like like as you were saying about like the sixth form stuff it's like if you're in a school or in a setting where Mm. say there's only like five other queer people then at some point you know like yes you're gonna like them they're gonna you know what I mean and it's kind of like everyone knows each other (laughs) because we all kind of band together Mm -hmm. I have to say does it feel like a Christmas film I think it does I think it's on that same vein as like Die Hard um, because Die Hard like before like the building you know gets taken hostage 
uh, with all the people it. in it. Um, have you never seen Die Hard? I've never seen Die Hard. It's okay. I never watched it like all the way through until like last week. <laughs> um, but basically, um, Bruce Willis goes to a Christmas party um, with his like ex-partner, um, like ex-wife or something, and he's like trying to make up, um, but she's like got with someone else already. No. And as as like he's like a cop uh, from New York, and as he's about to leave, um, Alan Rickman, who has a very strange German accent. <laughs> Oh. And his like crew take over the building for like hostage, like to take mm-hmm. it hostage, uh, and Bruce Willis like picks them off all all off one by one. Um, but it's kind of in that vein where before the Christmas party starts, like he's in California, and obviously like the same as Tangerine, it's very like it's warm. You know, you don't get snow in California, and and like Southern California anyway, you don't really get snow. Um, so it's all these very warm hues, um, but at the same time, like the Christmas trees are up, they're playing Christmas music, uh, they keep talking about Christmas. Um, so while it doesn't feel to us like a British Christmas, it's still Christmassy if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're very used to um... British Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the cold, the grey, the yeah. sometimes snow. I think there's a few. Um few there's like you say in this as well in tangerine everyone keeps mentioning christmas or like i'm gonna do this because it's christmas Mm -hmm. um but there's also that whole thing of so diner the Mm -hmm. um woman chester cheated on cindy west on cindy west yeah sorry i have a really slow brain (laughs) okay um she goes back to the brothel that she was in weirdest brothel I've ever seen it's essentially just like a motel room with two rooms where there's just several women mm-hmm. pleasuring the worst men I've ever seen um she goes back to the brothel and the brothel owner is like yeah no I can't let you in there's no room and it's like you know allusions to Mary in and the end <laughs> yeah you know there's no room and stuff so we that actually was... have a phrase up here, like, see when there's no parking spaces, and I don't know if you guys have it down south, but, like, whenever, like, you know, my mum's driving and we've got, mm-hmm. like, no parking spaces, like, outside the house, she'll be like, oh, there's no room at the end. <laughs> um, I like that. Do you use look... it, like, not just at Christmas, you use it all the time? All the time, yeah. It's not that's a Christmas fair. thing, it's but that's where thing. it comes from. It's, it comes for Christmas, just, just to say it now. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, uh, but at this point there literally is no room at the end because yeah. all of the the slots have been taken up by other girls. I, I honestly thought you said slots then. I was about to be like, uh. uh no, I said slots. S L O T S. Don't cancel me, please. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good film. It's not like your typical Christmas film, and it doesn't. Um, it's a very queer film. It's like a very def- queer film. Yeah, definitely. Even if, um, the even if the person who made it isn't uh, trans, they definitely really captured the kind of queer spirit of community. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
How many Christmas baubles would you give this movie out of ten? I give it a nine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I would I, just... Yeah, it was one of the only films I've ever like watched. Watch because usually I do stuff while I do films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was fully like, oh my god, I'm gonna like I was like my eyes couldn't move away, kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, uh, I'd maybe give it an 8.5. It did feel a little long, just like for me, because I was trying to watch it all before class started. <laughs> on Mon- on like, when was it? Last? Yeah, no, it was on Monday I watched it. And I was trying to watch it before like nine o'clock. <laughs> How have you even like got enough consciousness before? Oh, I wake um, up like quite early, so. <laughs> I I used to, and then I got pregnant, and now, yeah sleeping as long as I can yeah so yeah. overall like it's a good film um I think straight people might not enjoy it as much I think because it's like as you were saying it's got a very queer sense of humor um I think so straight people would understand it I think they'd, take they'd it understand too... it but they wouldn't almost relate to it as much yeah you know that kind of yeah, thing where that, like that's what I meant yeah they would yeah yeah they wouldn't I think they'd also take it face value if that makes sense and not that there's lots of deeper stuff but it's like you know the little bits you enjoy I don't mm-hmm. think they'd get that as much yeah um thank you for listening um new episodes drop every eight, uh, eight o'clock on a Friday morning which is quite fun because you can listen to it you know as you're getting ready for the day or you know whatever um we are on TikTok and Twitter as at film query and Instagram as at Film Query Podcast. If you have any, if you have any queries, uh, if you have any queries or want to get in contact with us at all, and you know, don't uh, particularly use those avenues, you can always send us an email at uh, filmqueerypodcast at gmail um, Thanks for listening, in and we will see you next week. Okay, bye, bye.